Future of Work Florida. Welcome to the Future of Work Florida podcast, powered by the Florida Chamber Foundation. This podcast series is dedicated to equipping Florida's business leaders with the knowledge, solutions, and resources available to secure Florida's workforce talent. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Tiffany Barfield, former head of policy and advocacy for NAF. Welcome, Tiffany, to the Future of Work podcast. We're so excited to have you and um, and discuss what you are doing and what NAF is doing in Florida. So welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Nice to be with you. So let's start. Um, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about, you know, your organization. Uh, I know you're the Senior Director of Policy and Advocacy. So um, tell us a little bit about you, uh, your journey, and your organization and what you guys are doing. Absolutely. So NAF is um, a network of education, business, and community leaders who work together to ensure high school students are ready for the future of work. We have been around for over 40 years, and we have connected young people with the world of work through a variety of career pathway themes. So we have five um, key themes. We started with finance. We were founded by the former chairman of Citigroup, Sandy Weil, in hopes for looking for back office talent for city. And he worked with the New York City Department of Education and got students to come in and see the world of work at, at city. And those first cohort of students told Sandy in in the late 80s that how much they enjoyed being there, but they wanted to go to college um, so they could be in the front office. So Sandy likes to quip that NAF is his most successful failure. So more 40 years, excuse me, and we serve over 134,000 students in 34 states. And I'm very proud to say that Florida is our largest footprint of over 50,000 students. So students think of NAF as your elective. You can be in an academy of finance, engineering, hospitality and tourism, information technology and health sciences. And those students go in and they have industry uh, infused curricula. But during these experiences, they can be ninth through 12th grade or 10th through 12th grade they get work-based learning. And work-based learning is taking the industry into the classroom and taking the classroom to the industry. And one of the key things that we do is your junior year, you get a paid internship. And I have to say, Florida hits this on all cylinders. Our largest footprint is in Miami-Dade. And young people are getting paid for work. And NAF values that, our board of directors, that when you're paid for your knowledge, it's a game changer. And that sets the students on the next trajectory. So is it college? Is it a two-year college? Is it a certificate program? What does that look like for the young person so they can have a successful career, successful life, and figuring out their path? And we also like to say, you know, when you figure out your path, hey, engineering is not for me. That's a lot better than going to Florida State and figuring out that engineering is not for you. So when you can, you know, do it on the taxpayer's dollar when you can explore that career um, and what you want to be. But also going into we have numerous students who say have gone into engineering and see a marketing side of engineering. So what does that look like? I can go work for, you know, a real estate developer and do their marketing. I don't have to be an engineer. So really just if you don't see it, you can't be it. So that's NAF's, how do we get young people into the world of work? Absolutely love that. Um, You know, a lot of what we're talking about through Future of Work is that 
career awareness and just opening up uh, the eyes of our, you know, our future workforce, our students to what is out there. So love hearing about it. You're absolutely right. You could be introduced to an industry and perhaps, you know, there's a portion of it that you thought was going to be the area that you were going to gel with. And there's another side of it. it. To your point, it could be marketing or it could be, you know, you thought you were going to go one lane, but research is really something that you're interested in or it's hands-on. So love hearing about that. So we did a perception survey of students in Florida, middle school and high school students and parents uh, to kind of, you know, get to know what they're thinking about college, about career, about their future. So I would love to kind of hear, since you guys work with so many students in, in across the country, but you said about 50,000 in Florida, what are you guys hearing from students that are participating in these immersive learning opportunities through now? Are you getting insights um, into, you know, ways that you're tweaking the program or doing things differently to address like this new generation and what drives them? Absolutely. We are get, um, I think what's great to hear is kind of getting that feedback from the student immediately. Like, oh, I went to this and I saw that you could be this. Or what more experiences do they need? Because also to say, we're hearing it from the employer side. These are the skill sets that we need young people to have. And it's those durable 21st century skills, however you want to couch, you know how to show up on time, you know how to be present, you know how to collaborate, you know how to communicate. And what does all that look like? So by getting students earlier to those experiences, that's where they can see. Do they enjoy going to uh, career fairs? Absolutely. But would they much rather be in the industry and see it, that's where we're hearing the feedback. In fact, we're refining what's called a work-based learning tracker where the young person can say, oh, so I did a job shadow here. I like this. And I got feedback from my internship that I really excel here. And we believe that's also such a key piece is getting that feedback from your paid internship, from your employer, not from a teacher, not from a Scantron, but real your first 360. So think about that. I didn't have, you know, access to a 360 in high school. Goodness, if I could have had a business program, you know, no telling where, you know, what that would look like. Um, So it's getting that feedback instantly from young people is is key. And, you know, you have to be nimble in in these days and times to, to get that feedback. Like, how can we change our program? What do they need more of? But it's also working with the district champions and the teachers to make sure that we're infusing that feedback giving it directly to them, as well as, you know, interchanging with with the student to see like what they really need or what really works for them. You know, we, you think about it, the careers that are ahead of that teachers are preparing young people for, we don't even know what they are. So I go back to hone in on getting those durable skills so they can be in the future of work. And, you know, who knew coding or gamers? Certainly when I was in high school, no idea that was going to be around. So we need to be prepared kind of for the next infusion of that. Right. Jobs that don't even exist right now. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about um, kind of walk me through the trajectory when a student, you said, you know, from ninth to 12th grade, they're in high school. Um, let's talk about what that journey looks like for them, you know, into the internship, they graduate. And then um, do you guys kind of help them? 
with that next step to figure out, you know, what's next for them are the businesses, you know, the, the job creators that you work with a part of that next step for those graduates that are part of NAF. So I'd love to kind of hear about that ecosystem. Sure. So it starts out kind of, um, you know, with, as I mentioned earlier, the, the curriculum and seeing the, the wide variety of careers that are out there, then say you bring in a guest speaker or you go to um, a a financial institution or a bank and see the the wide varieties of careers. And then that junior year getting that paid internship experience. And and what does that look like? I should have let also included earlier in our introduction of this majority of the students that we serve, they fall below the poverty line. So getting them connected to the world of work is so meaningful, but also if they already have a job, how can you turn that into a paid internship so they can get what we have is the NAF credit and the NAF track credit by getting that paid internship. So the student will go through, have the curriculum, graduate from high school, but we work with the businesses and we can, they can stay connected to our alumni. We're building out our alumni. It's kind of, you know, something that came on later. Kind of, We have around 60,000 students in, in our network and names, but how do we get them connected to us? Because businesses are saying, we value your graduates because we know they have those durable skills. How do we get access to them? So NAF is really um, building up that program. So we stay connected. Of course, when the young person graduates, it's self-reported um, for them to stay connected to us. So we're creating meaningful um, seminars and speaker series. So they want to stay connected to NAF. So after they leave NAF, we want to keep them connected because we do have those opportunities. But moreover, it's ensuring that they are ready for their future. And, And what does that look like? As I keep coming back to the paid internship experience, we also know that they get organic mentors that way. And when you have someone else that is a business person or someone that's invested in that young person, we've seen the research, we all have, that that, the trajectory of that young person is so much better that there's someone else that, you know, not a parent, not a teacher, obviously you need their mentorship and love, but when someone else takes value in you and can kind of help you on your career trajectory, how that changes. So we know those experiences are happening all over the network. That's really, yeah, that's really cool. And it's true. I feel the, the, the mentorship piece outside of, you know, your, your immediate circle mm-hmm. of, you know, parents and, and teachers and, you know, maybe the, the career navigators at school, having someone in the business community that you look up to that you maybe want to emulate, you would like mm-hmm. to you know, kind of go on a similar path. There's so much value in that. Um, so it's wonderful to hear that, that you're seeing kind of that ROI within your own network of um, the students and, and the graduates and the business community. So what um, what can Florida's business community do to, to amplify this? How can we get involved? Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you talked about the footprint in Florida, the different academies, the five kind of themes and pillars. Uh, so let's let's chat a little bit about that and how can we get more uh, more of Florida's job creators, you know, working together. Absolutely. Florida is doing a great job of of connecting. I would say certainly with the passage of of 1507, uh, a few legislative sessions ago, they see the importance of, of connecting workforce to education. But obviously, there's there's certainly room to do more and getting business and educated leaders at the same table, 
right? They, we still speak in different speak. And, I, and, it, and it seems like this is a drumbeat that we've been doing for decades nationally, like business needs this, education, you're not preparing it, post-secondary, you're not preparing it. Well, how do we make that table bigger where folks are having the conversation? And that's why for me, it was so important that NAF become a member of the chamber because you can set the table. And in fact, numerous conversations I've had with the Department of Ed and the chamber. So I would also say that how do you do that locally? How can we get the local chambers more invested and in connecting with the schools? Collier County has um, at their chamber, there's a they have a work-based learning coordinator. Mm-hmm. In fact, NAF uses that and holds it up as the best practice and best standard because you have someone sitting at the chamber, you you know all the businesses. And they can reach out to the high schools and say, this um, hotel would like to bring through 25 students. Well, many, the businesses are like, we can set up 25, but the process that goes in place to get those students there, the signature forms, the transportation, their lunch. As I mentioned, many of the students fall below the poverty line. So if they show up to a business, they don't have money to go to the cafeteria. So we've had businesses come and play. Let's give them Capital One gives out Capital One bucks so the students can go to the cafeteria. So there's simple solutions that takes everyone being around the table as to how do we get this young person there. So I would say more investment of having those conversations. But what are the outcomes that they lead to? Ultimately, the business knows that this is their future talent pipeline. So how do we keep impressing upon our educators that that's what these students are getting geared for, right? Their future of work. It's not just ninth grade and done. You need a future learner and a future earner. And that's sitting in our classrooms right now. So I was expanding those conversations, but driving it home more locally. Um, We have worked with the U.S. Department of Labor to hold up, again, Collier and others of where work-based learning coordinators are working. So we are hopeful that we have a $5 million grant that will be coming out from um, ETA um, at the U.S. Department of Labor that we're encouraging all local entities to apply for. And when we were on with the Department of Labor, we said, don't restrict it to it needs to sit in an education system. It needs to sit here. Be innovative with it. And I think we need to start coming to the table with more innovative ideas of where someone can sit to allow to connect that young person to work. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're so thrilled to have you all on board. Um, you know, absolutely agree. Michael Dalby was actually just on the podcast um, a couple of episodes ago sharing, you know, what they're doing locally with their workforce talent program um, at their chamber. And, you know, we're, we constantly are working with all of our local chamber members to share, you know, our president and CEO, Mark Wilson, always talks about, you know, there are lots of pockets of excellence, you know, all around the state. There's so many, you know, businesses and, edu- and education organizations and chambers and community uh, groups doing really great things. But Florida is a huge state. And um, the pockets of excellence are everywhere and future of work is really looking at how can we, you know, bring everyone together to the table, like you talked about, and we've got great partners in the Department of Education, in Career Source, in HR Florida, um, you know, in, in Ready to Work, Florida Ready to Work, uh, but it's really about taking all of us together to talk about how can we take the pockets of excellence and turn them into patterns of, of excellence, of promising practices that we could replicate as um, as a state, as a business community, 
So that's, um, it's, it's really exciting to have so much energy around that conversation and so many great organizations like NAF and, and others that you're already in that space and you're, you're innovating and you're, you're, you're fueling our future workforce, our students with lots of great opportunities, career awareness, um, knowledge, empowerment through internships. So what, um, what is next for NAF? What else would you want to share with our listeners about, um, you know, what you all are doing and maybe the future and what you're looking towards? Sure. We're working on um, an exciting way to get more work-based learning to students and to all students, not necessarily just NAP, right? We know that there's millions of students that need to be served, but preparing them for the world of work through multiple mediums. And we know the access to, you know, logging on to something and, and the learning virtually um, is, in, is important, but also making sure those real world experiences continue to happen. So we're looking at at multiple ways to offer those. I would say that I would challenge the business community that, you know, when you hear, oh, and I, and I get this from businesses, Tim, you want me to hire someone that's 16? What are those requirements? There are ways and flexibility um, to make it easier to get that young person in the world of work. And what is like handing them a catalog and training them up to the, the business that is, it's much easier than you think. And the fact, as you said, HR Florida and all the folks being around the table, that's key. So I would just, you know, and, and encourage business to work more with, with their school district. And I would say through the chamber to get those young people in and to see what they can be. And how can we, I would love, um, you know, for there to be a campaign nationally to get every young person a work-based learning experience to set them up. Ideally, I would love for it to be an internship. You know, what, what does this mean? But where you, where you can go and see what, what you're preparing for. You know, I was fortunate enough. I knew I was going to college. I changed my major multiple times, but that's not, you know, that's not what everyone can do and nor do I encourage it. And, you know, my father was like, the checks cut off. This is going to be your major now, but how do you, how do you set people up to see their full success and you have to see the, the world of work. So how can we keep, how can we do that essentially on steroids, if you were, how can we 10X getting young people into the world of work? And it's going to take the business. We do need more flexibility around the education system, right? And I think we've seen that through the past two years of, of COVID nationally. How do we change those seat times sitting in the classroom where you're gaining just as much valuable classroom if you're going to an internship at Verizon and you're learning the engineering behind everything that's happening. So flexibility, innovation, and getting business to the table earlier. Love it. Uniting business for good. That's what we do. (laughs) Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We'll share, you know, more information in our show notes, um, but it was wonderful chatting with you on this episode. Excited to touch base, you know, maybe in a year and see what's new and everything that's happening. But we thank you and now for everything that you were doing to um, educate, empower and fuel the future of work. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for today's Future of Work Florida podcast. To find out more about the resources discussed in today's segment, we invite you to visit our website at flchamber.com forward slash future of work Florida. Together, we can champion the future of work and create America's best workforce right here in Florida. Be sure to subscribe for future content.